go. Welcome to the podcast. I am Deal, and this is Deal Talk. Uh, I would like to present uh, present my guest today. His name is Benjamin Fortanez Jr. He is the founder and creator of Dark Minds Productions. Ben, welcome to the show, brother. How are you? Good, man. Thank you for having me. Uh, it's been a pleasure. It's been a long time coming. Yep. How have you been? Oh, let's see. Well, uh, judging by what's going to happen when this episode gets out, been doing whatever, been working through what we went through with uh, COVID, been just trying to keep myself busy, trying to keep myself active, all that stuff. That's what's up, brother. Keeping yep. busy, keeping safe. Yep, and just making sure, you know, protect myself the best I can and protecting my loved ones the best I can. Mm. That's very important. That's same here, brother. Same here. Um, yep. So um, for our listeners, I want to explain a little bit of your background. Uh, he is an actor and a writer. Uh, this man, uh, he may not seem intimidating, but he's a hell of an actor. <laughs> uh, he is very talented. Um, back in... Was it 15, 16? We did a, a small trailer uh, for Bam Cacophony, a fan film uh, regarding uh, Kevin Smith's famous comic book. And uh, he, he played the Joker, which it was a hell of a Joker. You know, thank you for saying those nice comments as always. I mean, but you definitely were working on that on that uh, that trailer we did. I mean, you played Batman, you played Deadshot, you played Onomatopoeia. I'm pretty sure you played uh, something else, but you basically were doing a lot of the heavy lifting, playing all these characters. I I, I produced heavily, heavily. And yeah, and at I that think time, and at that time I. Uh, I recently became unemployed. I, I produced heavily and and uh, editing equipment, costumes, shit, uh, even the catering. I mean, I do recall around that time frame, it was you and the the, the person we were working with primarily. Um, yeah, you you were the one that was basically telling him to get off his ass and start doing stuff. You keep talking all this stuff just get just do it just do it so you were kind of the pushing force and saying do it like this do it like that i mean as a producer you were the one that made things happen yeah but i can't uh i'm not gonna take full credit of it no no i mean again it's just out of but i'll take i'll take full credit of um seeking you for the role because first of all you wasn't gonna you you were not going to start as a joker you were going to start as uh zane actually zane Oh yeah, um, Zaz, 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 Zaz. There you go. I'm, I'm yeah, butchering the name. Yeah, yeah, and, no, no, it's um, yeah. And yeah, man, um, we did a very distinctive, uh, which it came out awesome. The yeah. the scene in where you have all the gauzes. Yeah, <laughs> that was uh, that was yeah. And I fought, I fought for that. I fought for that. I literally got angry, like physical confrontation. I fought for that. And that was a, um, when the compliments I received from the trailer itself, and I say, hey, uh, I did this. They, they just, uh, the, the Joker at the end, they loved it. Yeah, well, 
it was honestly such an amazing experience and a collaborative effort. I mean, even looking back at that, the fact that I think it was what, like four night shoots spread out where it yes. was like literally from like, I think when it got dark and the two locate, the two places we shot was actually the building I was originally living at where we had the roof that had New York city. Yes. You, you were the property scouter. So it was a, a team effort. Yeah. And then um, the basement level, which I got to say, I honestly had like, it was so much fun that they, we found like this mash type of gate and we used that as like the cell door for the choker. I'm like, man, this actually is coming out quite nicely. So it's great when spontaneity actually comes into play with stuff like that. But, you know, again, from my end, you know, people were very receptive of like all the things about the- Mine as well. I went to Tennessee. Really? Yes. I went to Tennessee, um, excuse me, I think like a year later mm-hmm. and- when I go like travel to places before I leave, I like to go to comic book stores. So I went to the, I think it's Rick, Rick or Ricky's comics, something like that. I have a sticker and we, you know, basically start talking, boom, boom. And I was like, have you seen the, um, the Kevin Smith, uh, fan film trailer for Batman cacophony? And the guy was like, have I seen it? It's amazing. It's like, like, generally you know generally amazing and i was like yeah that's me dude he's like what he's like this what like he got like you know when you see somebody famous and you get shocked really that's how he got oh wow um but it was it was definitely an experience um yeah i wish things could have ended up a different path yeah but you know, I am glad it took a turn because I wouldn't be here. Mm-hmm. I wouldn't be. I uh, wouldn't be talking to you. I wouldn't yeah. be uh, starting my own company, which is Stream Inspire Team. Yep. Uh, doing everything I'm doing, and yeah, man, moving forward. Essentially, you know, just like anything else, one door closes, another one opens, and you take what you can as learning experiences. I mean, that's life, and you just excel more. Yeah. Yep. So I have a bunch of questions for you, sir. All right, sir. Yes, this episode is dedicated to you and to you only. Oh, boy. Okay. This is where all your efforts and my admiration for you are going to come in reality for me. Okay. So as I mentioned, uh, Benjamin is an actor. So I wanted, I wanted, I want to know, you know, at what point, at what age were you like, yeah, this is, this is what I want to do. I will definitely say it was seventh grade. I was, I think 13. And this was after I think I did um, a second play because I did two plays. One was in fifth grade. This one was in seventh. It was Beauty and the Beast. And I wound up getting the role I actually wanted, which was Cogsworth, uh, because that one was all full of humor. I mean, Beast, there was already somebody there who was going to get it. Gaston was another person. Lumiere, I was like, oh, but it requires singing. I don't like to sing, whatever. So I had fun. And I'm not trying to, you know, basically glow or say anything. But um, I will say that when it came to applause from my grade level, because we did two shows for the school. We did everyone from the lower levels to, I'm going to say, third or fourth grade, and then fourth grade upwards. So I would say I was probably out of the cast of 20-ish kids who were doing that play, 
I would say I was probably like the fourth loudest that they clapped for because the first was the guy who played Beast and the guy who played Gaston. Bell the main and, characters. Yeah, and then myself. And that's just because everyone was like, okay, he was still, he was over the top. I just remember there was like this young, um, I think she was like a second grade girl who was playing like the dog character. She went out. I went out and it literally was like, oh God, they literally were clapping so loud. So I was like, oh wow, this is actually a good feeling. But what happened after that, really no, because we only were able to do one show, which you know was amazing. It was a lot of fun. Um, I talked to, weirdly enough, my drama club teacher, who I just reconnected with on Facebook, which I found so weird because you know it's always been like you're surprised that you know you connect with people back then or whatever yeah um and he brought up the play which i was like surprised like oh i was going through old stuff and i found the video i just wonder what you're doing the thing i really can't stand is the fact i cannot remember his exact words of what those encouraging because <laughs> that's the thing we were it was a it was a function for school i think it was like a little carnival or something but he pulled me aside saying i saw the video you know, I just want to tell you, I think the gist of it was, you know, you generally have something and I see you were passionate about what you did and that you really committed to it. And it even went back to when I did my first play, which was like a weird rendition of Wizard of Oz, where we were doing that dare thing where you tried to tell kids not to do drugs and whatnot. And I recalled even then I took that seriously. Like they gave me the role of the wizard because back then I had a high pitched voice of being a kid, but I was able to shift it very much of a deep voice. So they were like, oh yeah. And I was going through my lines, making sure my voice was okay. And I'm like, yeah, I am definitely passionate. So he was like, just go for it. You know, just hone your skills, teach yourself, commit, and you can do great things. Like to that extent, I'm pretty sure he wasn't being as cliche, but yeah, honestly, yeah. I was like, all right, I guess I can give this a shot. Why not? So after that, it pretty much was just, you know, theater here, going for trying some things there, something's falling through, but the general gist of was, you know, that was the catalyst, you know, trying something I liked, I really liked it. And then someone said, I honestly think you can go for it. Wow. Yeah. I honestly think you can go for it right now. I think if you, if you commit to it and, you know, put work in anything, I think you, you, you will come far. I, I mean, I've always told you that, you know? Yeah. Uh, it's it's not that I would often say no. I mean, I could if we if we if we're going to go down like you know what has happened like within the last several years or whatever, it's it's, it's a combination of many things. But you know, life kind of promises yeah, things. Takes, yeah. Yeah. So, but believe me, and, and you know, people I still talk to occasionally. Like one of the people that commented on the Batman thing has you know asked me routinely like, "Oh, you doing stuff or what's going on?" We always thought this. Like, listen. It's not that I don't want to, it's, there's always complications. And believe me, I've, yeah. I could get into stuff later about that, but you know, it's very encouraging and very thoughtful that people honestly say, you know, we believe in you and we honestly think you have something and you can do great things. And you know what? I never lost my passion for that. You know, you would figure that if things, like if someone just, oh my God, I'm projected and they think this, or, oh, this didn't pan through, you would lose it. And, but for me, it's like, no, I mean, people say this and I'm still passionate about it. And it's still been there after all these years. So believe me, it's, it's, it, it most likely is going to take a lot to really dissuade me to the point of thinking, well, I guess I got to walk away now. It's like, no, I mean, it's a slow process right now, but I'm still going for it. Definitely. Uh, especially, I mean, ever since COVID hits, things have become a little bit more difficult. Yeah, exactly. I mean, uh, if I can say, um, as of 
we're talking right now, uh, you know, there's a couple things that, you know, were primarily happening in the pipeline before everything with COVID that happened. And it primarily was going to probably be, you know, things YouTube related and small scale related, like shorts and skits and all that. Um, again, at the time of this, we'll see what comes about it and you'll probably see updates and whatever, but you know, it's, it's always just been more self producing of stuff. Not yeah. I, I, this right here, this podcast, uh, has been in the making for four years, right? And yeah. Yeah. Like, like you said, you know, shit happens in life. Yeah, and I'm gonna just interject if you don't mind. Uh, it's w when you mentioned about the thing with uh, the the Cockney trailer. You know, I'd be showing. I showed that to one person who's a massive. You know, he's a fanboy of all this stuff. And you know, I did tell him what we originally want to do. Things didn't pan out. His response was that, dude, you got as far as producing that and doing the things you did. That's impressive in its own regard. So, you know, and he even was like, you know, at that point, you could you two man to do that. You can do anything. So yeah, that's what that's actually what led me here. Just, you know, like, shit happens. And um, with me, what have taken me so long, it, because Mike's, you know, recording, laptop, whatever it needs, I've always been a person I've wanted, I never wanted to do it alone. But what happens that every time from uh, producing, uh, writing comment, comics, anything, just doing this uh, right now, uh, I'm not sure if people didn't believe in me or just people didn't have the willingness and discipline to actually achieve something. And um, I would also like to say, like, there's also that facet that, you know, people will, and I will say I'm guilty of it myself. Some people will kind of say or try to lend themselves, but they'll have a hard time committing to things, yeah. thinking like obviously with stuff in life, but all the, other than that's like, well, I, I just lost an interest or oh, yo, yo, we'll, we'll get to it eventually. And that is always a hindrance. Stuff yeah. Like that. So I, I've came to realize that. And I just, um, for the last year before COVID hit, I just, well, was a t-shirt pr uh, printing business, you know, I, um, I said, uh, I basically said, fuck it. I'm doing myself. You know, yep. uh, luckily with the t-shirt printing business, I have my, uh, my partner, which is my wife, you know, um, and then the brand and the production, which is Dream Inspire Obtain, just all me. It's all me and I'm being uh, very aggressive and, and trying to reach out to people and do this because the goal as I ever, you know, if you remember me telling you the goal of me making this is to create a platform for people like you who have dreams who have talent who you know not everybody looks like fucking um tom cruise or fucking brad pitt you know yeah and it can be certain sometimes discouraging and there's actually people like you that have talent and you know i want to become that voice for those people who don't have the voice you know, I, I, I want to be a culture shock in my community. You know, I, and I just want to piece, I want to see people progress. You know, and I think that's what, you know, people like you could be like that, a, a voice in that support system, you know, to kind of okay that. Cause you know, you have people who are influencers out there 
who will promote or will say, why don't you check this person out or take a look at this or think about this, you know, that does happen, you know, and all it takes is just a bit of imagination and creativity. And sometimes that's all you can need with just a little bit of luck. Yeah. Everything I'm doing, all this, uh, the audio version of the podcast, the video version of the podcast, uh, I had my good friend, um, Gene, Earthling Gene, he's a Twitch player. Um, he's my friend from way back in Barrio days. <laughs> and he, he's telling me, oh, you got to download this software and this software and this software, and, you know, and this and that, and makes everything complicated. But yeah, I just fucking downloaded Zoom and it records and I can I get deep when it, when it, when it finished recording and detaches video and audio and everything. Sometimes things are simple. You know? Yeah. And you know, we're, we're now with what you're doing with the podcast and with obviously with what we were able to achieve, you know, resources like this are readily accessible. I mean, you can even look at say an iPhone that has all the capabilities as, you know, some of the most advanced equipment that even people in Hollywood manage to use. I think there's a film out there that a director shot it specifically with an iPhone. So, yeah, you know, I've, it, yeah. I've actually heard um, they've win actual awards uh, filming with an iPhone. Yep. So, you know, um, it's out there. It's just, you know, sometimes we, we stay stuck and procrastinating, bro. Believe me, you that, overthinking. Yeah. You know, I like, listen. I'm blessed to have my wife, and if I had to say one negative, negative thing about my wife is that oh, excuse me, she um tends to overthink everything, mm-hmm. and sometimes I do a post or this I do a post right, and my grammar is not correct, and she sees it and she criticizes it, and I'm like, it's fuck it. Fuck it. You know why? Because we live in a world that everybody wants to show you they, they drive a fucking Maserati, but nobody wants to show you what they had to work and do to get there. Yep. And I, and, and I think that's unfair because you're, you're basically showing, you're showing uh, all the highlights and you're showing, you're, you're selling a dream that's, it's not that easy. Yeah, I mean, I guess because it's just the the glamour and the 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 idea of like you know all this luxury that's there, and you know it, it, people probably look at like the whole journey aspect and the struggle as kind of as an afterthought when it's like no, I mean, I, I'll even kind of just jump in to say like one reasons a lot of my personal stuff, which you know about a lot of my stuff all the years. It's because I'm probably the worst when it comes to procrastinating. You know, I always had this thing of like, oh, it has to be perfect or this idea doesn't flow when I'm trying much more now getting to a point where I'm like, you know what? That is the point of making these things. You get the idea there. Yeah. Take that pen. You just scribble whatever the hell it is and you work through it. You yeah. fine tune it. How do you, how do you know, how do you know, how do you know if it's perfect if you never got there? Exactly. You know, so, like editing fucking i've never edited before mm. how do i know if it's perfect if i've never actually tried it something has to i have to create something and after it's created then take a step back and look at my creation right and then now okay next time i should do this or maybe i should cut this and put this on and attach it 
you know, yeah. and slowly you become almost a perfectionist. But now you know what it takes to the product or the object to look perfect. You yep. have to do it. Yeah, that's practice. Again, old fashioned saying practice makes perfect. There you go. Boom. Yep. So. So let's talk about a little bit about your podcast. I'm, I'm intrigued. Dark Minds. <laughs> what up with that? Okay. So technically speaking, I, just because it has been something that's been, it's primarily, I've always been a, uh, a movie review podcast and it's okay. called Movie Confessions. It would technically be a Dark Mind production of itself. It's something that I've done with my good friend, John T. Camille over the years and that's just started because so many people came to us like from family and friends about oh what's our opinions of movies They're like well why don't we just do a review thing and just go at it because we can get pretty heated in our, our discussions about films um but the podcast we just decided to say you know we'll do that but you know what let's have fun with it like he puts on a character where it's over the top and he'll go like fanboy ranting saying that's not how you do this you do things like this and do it like that. I got to be the one be like, okay, let's calm down. I'm the one that brings a lot of the intellect and a lot of the, you know, the, the points of like, okay, A, B, C. He'll bring a lot of the fine-tuned fanboy stuff when it comes to a lot of stuff. I mean, he knows his shit too. And we've done a couple of discussions here and there about like, oh, well, this casting is this. Why do we feel about this? As of now, we are trying to get it back into the mold. Uh, it's just, uh, again, things kind of got in the way and we kind of lost a little bit of passion for doing it just because, you know, a lot of the movies we would see or a lot of things we would talk about when it comes to like television or something, it would, we wouldn't feel as passionate about it as we used to when we talked about it. And, you know, we don't necessarily want to put something out there that's like, you know, very bland in sense of conversation or just bringing up things, you know, you want to generally want to have that vigor of saying, well, when we looked at this and then we find this, you know, for just doing it, just for sake of doing it, you could definitely sense it, even if it's just audio, like, these guys just probably don't care anymore. Yeah. So what is it? You guys um, take like, what is it? One, you, you uh, critique one movie each episode or just you have certain topics? Like uh, this episode, we're going to talk about this, this, and this. Mm -hmm. Or is it just one episode about one? We did a couple ones where it was... Um, probably two films at once and it was probably because they were either um on demand and they were that was the only way to watch them and ones would be just say i saw something and he would jump in to ask me the questions and it would be points of like okay so how do we feel about the actors or what do we think about the production or what kind of movie is this, this is it like something that's like awards contender where it's about meeting and thought or is this like a fun movie uh one i can think of off my head was we spoke fondly of that uh hitman's bodyguard movie with sam jackson and ryan reynolds and we're like this is meant to be popcorn yeah. not meant to be taken seriously this is how you enjoy a freaking b movie in that sense they, they say they're gonna come out with part two I, I think they filmed it they were just about to release it this year but oh no covid oh my god yeah. so I, but, thought, uh, I enjoyed that movie i thought it was fun I, well i love you know when you have samuel l jackson is like motherfucker here i love it when you have um ronald reynolds uh reynolds humor i love it you yeah. know i mean deadpool so yeah and um again one of the points that we i think we brought up was like oh you know again you know you have movies that are trying to sell it their chemistry the fact that they they know how to do these type of roles him being uh, um reynolds being mr improv person and jackson being mr motherfucker and just being the badass that he is that's chemistry right there and i think that's what sold it so 
stuff like that. I think we did talk. I'm trying to remember what was one show we talked about. We were, um, again, depending on how we do this, because it was originally planned that we were going to talk about Mandalorian because John knows practically everything Star Wars, Star Trek, Stargate, massive sci-fi person. So I was going to be in as the neutral person coming in to talk about like, yeah. okay, this is what I see, this, this, and that. Um, time of recording again, hopefully we'll get back to the fray and I'll have, we watched the entire season next season and I'll be getting to watch things like um, Clone Wars and Rebels because that is the one thing him and about two other Star Wars people will get on my case of how could you watch Mandalorian and not watch that stuff? Are you really a fan? Like, I was just under the impression those were, and I'm doing the air quotes here, people, cartoons, and they didn't really mean anything, but then they just gave me that whole, like, blasphemous, how could you? But you put yeah. the time into watch stuff like that, you get deeper thought. But in regards to the podcast, you know, we I think we did talk maybe once about a video game thing, and we tried to spin out to another video game thing, but it was primarily him because he had the means to actually buy video games whereas right, so I, like when when i want to have i i, I want to have a podcast episode with the with the dark minds when what can we make this happen i will get to him as my next earliest convenience to see what i he, want listen i want you guys to be on my podcast and i want to be on yours I, I want this i want this to happen i, I i'm i'm intrigued i'm, I'm intrigued <laughs> See, it's it, it, see this people. I mean, he being Mr. <laughs> Persuasive individual. The I'm not gonna say it's not gonna be hard to convince you know my my co podcast partner about this. Uh, it's just okay. What, what what we can generally talk about, and hopefully, not getting too overzealous with our nerdy nature because, well, Dio, being the individual he is, he can tend to get a bit nerdy himself about stuff. <laughs> <laughs> so let's let's just bear in mind i mean this is a man who definitely knows his things he's definitely professional but that's fine I that's fine I'm, I'm just i'm just saying like that's amongst, fine. Listen, i i i just <laughs> you know what the three of us i I, I enjoy you know i enjoy when um i'm speaking to people that are passionate about something yeah i mean i it's is enjoying it's enjoyable to be around that atmosphere and see yeah. and see how the human, you know, as you know, me watching somebody else just almost dissect them, like how the the you know everything is moving in their mind and just how it makes them feel. It's it's fucking orgasmic, you know. I I enjoy that. I, I, I watching the human at, at its best and being happy, you know. And this is, you know, this is what we're all about, man. You know. Yeah. Especially in this, in this, you know, pandemic win, bro. Like, you can have fucking half a million, you know, dollars in the bank and don't mean shit. Yeah. We live. We we're in the moment. We live in a moment that you know, you could be rich and don't mean shit. Yeah. You could die tomorrow, literally. And unless you got more to your meaning in life or things mm -hmm. you're passionate about, kaput. So, oh. to answer that, you know. We'll touch base with them because I generally want to get it, us going with it, get the episodes going because you know figure okay we produce the content and then we'll obviously we'll do well just come on just uh, just come on my podcast come on my well, podcast you know we'll you know we'll run it as as you know brainstorm that's it that's it and hopefully it'll motivate it'll give you that energy that juice to to do it I mean baby steps you know yeah well. 
like I said, it's just because it's been a while since, you know, right now since I've talked to him. But like I said, at the time of recording, things will most definitely like 99.9% be in the pipe works that this will happen. That point one will probably be the usual procrastinate. Like, I'm just joking, but procrastination nonsense. But this, as, as of time, you know, it is in the works. Let's leave it like that. So how's, uh, have you been writing lately? Have you have anything new? Yes and no. I say yes because it's primarily just ideas to get to writing. Um, the main issue has always been my current job. And that is just because it is a very, very stressful and very physically demanding job. I work, you know, for the United States Postal Service. Mm. And there are times where... Thank you for your service, sir. Huh, well, you're welcome. Believe me. With everything that's been going on and all the other nonsense that's going on it's just yeah i'm just happy to at least have you know, income coming in and help out however i can um and that's one reason why you know things have been stagnant with my getting things going like so what let me ask you something what go ahead you know what hypothetically speaking right let's let's, 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 let's take a moment and um uh, and just think about it, hypothetically speaking what would take what, it, what, what, what will it take for you to sit down and write something from start to finish? It doesn't mean it have to be a perfect product. Product, Just, you know, what, what will it take for you to move in your gears to your dream? Well, I would honestly say that as of right now, for me to really just get something done, is just a um, just a free time honestly and i say that because literally right now it's uh, the busiest season and trying to get something done after coming home cleaning up eating i'm gonna do something i knock that and i have to go do it again and again and that's one thing that is the procrastinating nature of all put off tomorrow things like i'm just i feel so out of it and so tired and that's how it's always been unfortunately for the several years i've been employed like I, it just drains you so much that, you know, you lose that luster. So, and believe me, even with the years before that, when I wasn't even doing something that's physically demanding, it was always like, well, I'll do whatever. But now that it's like, well, I'm now gathering resources. I now have at least people like, you know, yourself do recall, you know, you've offered, okay, well, just let me see your stuff and I'll give you points here and there. You know, now I got people who are ultimately saying, okay, you bounce ideas off me or listen to me. All right. That's, that's, that'll be helpful because most of the time I was just doing this stuff for myself. At least now I can get another perspective. That's just kind of the one thing. And that's why at least with right now or whatever happens when this episode goes up, more will definitely happen because by then it will be, I will have equipment, my own personal backing and just hopefully more support because people have been vocal by saying, you know, let us know. We'll come through, help you however you can. Because that's always been another issue. And I'll just, yeah. just to touch on it real quick. I don't want to eat too much time. Over we got time. We got time. I know. Yeah, again, I don't want to detract from anything else you got planned. It's just probably, it. it's been. Like I said, this is episode is dedicated for you. <laughs> okay, well, it's just always been the whole, like, you get people and, you know, you have experienced it yourself. Oh, we're going to do this. We're going to get this. And sometimes it never pans out. So it's like you're kind of stuck. Like, okay, then how else can I move forward or what? should I do? I mean, if this doesn't, if this didn't work out, what do I do? Do I do something else? Do I try picking it up? And then at that point, you're just like, I don't know. So 
But now I'm at a point where I'm like, well, I'm trying to do all this myself. I'm trying to write and do what I can with limited means, limited resources, try to produce a product that is, you know, hopefully just as with my creativity and my, my, you know, my writing, that's just kind of been a thing. Like I, I will say I shifted gears originally from trying to do all certain things where I've been just funnily on one thing, at least right now. And so when we get going, it's just writing, writing the scripts. Cause I figured, okay, if there's one thing I can try to do at least, let me get scripts on the ground and see if I can try selling them. After that, if I can produce something on the side, that's great. Trying to build my portfolio, the CV, just say, okay, I can do this. I produce this, all this stuff. That is kind of just where I'm at. That's a lot. I know. And you've told me, you personally told me like, focus on one thing, man. You, you're yeah. overwhelming yourself. And that's why it's like, okay, that is what I'm trying to do right now. Funnel one task as of right now. Which is? Okay. Well, right now, as it stands, uh, well, firstly, just getting through the holidays so that now I can have my freed up time. Because one thing that has happened with the whole job is they do often around this time period need you to come in on your days off. And my days off tend to rotate. My only legit day off has always been Sundays. And then it's always, well, it's the Monday and then Tuesday and then Wednesday. And the travel is another killer because as of now, from my job to my house, it's between 40 minutes to an hour drive on top of working all the hours. So that's one reason I get so tired a lot of time with all the driving. On top of all the driving I do, delivering things and all this stuff in a truck. So it's, it's, but as of, as of recording and whatnot, it's, um, I would say a, I'll give people a little bit of taste. It's like a Tarantino-esque crime short that just revolves around people of shady backgrounds come together talking nonsense about certain things a little bit of dark humor talking shop and then probably ends on a shocking note and that'll just leave it like that big that sounds awesome help. i mean shit i would like to produce that well we'll talk <laughs> well, I'll, well i'll get more discussion with you because i do want to talk to you about something else but okay I, well, look at it's it's kind of uh, we'll, we'll, we'll do after uh, off off yeah we're we'll talking yeah about that that's why after after we're done so yeah but um but it's everything you're saying um it's it's valid man it's not easy i've i've had people uh one of my good friends um john he's going through the wars he lost almost 90 95% of his business because of covid and yeah. and you know my love and heart goes out to that man because he's hustling. Nothing but respect yeah, to him. Yeah. Um, yeah. But it's not easy. You get what I'm saying? It's not easy. Um, since the last time we spoke, everything has changed. You know, I have a small printing t-shirt business. You know, uh, uh, I've had uh, Dream Inspire retain uh, for quite some time now. Um it's not easy, man. And I speak of, you know, my experience because I'm a husband, I'm a father, I have a house to maintain. Um, and this time that we've been dealing with this COVID and um, like I was working a full time job. I was an operation manager. Yeah. You know, I was making 65,000 a year. <laughs> I got laid off. Then I got another job, same position, a little, little less money. Uh, left for, you know, X, Y reason. But in all that transition, I was starting my T-shirt printing business, small. Yeah. You know, as each year has passed by, it has progressed. And I've been doing this. And this time that, you know, I left and I'm doing this, 
it just helped me focus on what makes me happy and what are what do I want to do you know I'm trying to monetize this shit I'm trying to do you know anything possible read and research because I don't want to go back to work to anybody else yep I want to work for myself I yep. want to I want to wake up early as hell and get the day you know you know, get the day, the most out of the day. I want to spend time with my wife. I want to spend time with my son. And I want to do this. See, I, I like this. And if, you know, me and you, uh, for a very long time, I've always talked about what I wanted to do, in which try to set up a platform for an individual like us. Yep. You know, give a helping hand. Because it is difficult. And this time that I've, I have been out, I'm taking advantage of it, brother. Yep. I, um, I guess the best advice I can give you is you have to put yourself first. You have to be where there's one page a day, which is a paragraph. You want to be happy. You want, you want your passion and your dreams and your talent to show them. You have to put, find a way. Every time you take a shit in the bathroom, write something <laughs> down. You know, like I remember when I used to work at Summit Security Services and I was standing eight hours in the fucking path and the, and the, and the freezing because it was fucking cold down there in those tunnels. Yep. You know, I had a little pad, which I have like a box around here with a bunch of stories, comic book stories that, you know, I wanted to write and ideas for this and that. I just wrote them down and, and, you know, one day I took them on and started reading them. And all, and all in good time, there will, you know, they are going to come true because now I know what I want. You know, it's been a long journey, but I've taken the time, taken an hour a day or, or, or half an hour and, and, and wrote things down. I have to put myself first. And you have a career. <laughs> Fuck that. You have a career. You work with the United States of America. You're posters. Yeah. But that 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 hunger you have, that talent, that vision you see yourself and that particular character and your production, that nine to five is not is not feeding it. Mm-mm. So unfortunately, I'm not saying leave your job. <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. You yeah. know, I'm saying how bad do you want it? I'm not even saying I'm actually how bad do you want it? You have to you have to take time and Invest in yourself, brother. Yeah. Well, it's like for anybody, whoever's listening, just reading a fucking book, one book, whether it's fiction or nonfiction, a fucking book will change your life. Uh, reading one book will give you discipline. Meaning you'll, if, if it's 300 pages, you're disciplined enough to at least read one chapter a night. And you got the, you know, you got the stuff, brother. And it ain't easy, but how bad do you want it? been something I, i've been yeah you know, I'm just saying it's, it's, uh in the day you know i don't mean cut you off but i just want to end it with no. this and the day that and this day that has transpired i've i think i've emailed 50 people i'm not gonna lie from those people 50 people only only one person only emailed me back to be on the show which hopefully on friday which today's what monday hopefully on friday he'll be joining me and that's all it takes. Yeah. You know, like, well, we'll talk after the podcast. 
Yeah, 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 yeah. So, but like I said, I hear you, man. And, you know, just to see the dream inspire obtain, it's something that should always be reinforced when you're pursuing the things you want in life. And with, uh, as we always reiterated from this episode, it's like, yeah, things hinder you and you get discouraged and, you know, that's going to happen. Things are going to not fall through, things are going to fall through the cracks. Things are not going to turn out the best you want. You just got to keep the hunger alive. You got to keep the pursuits alive. And, you know, you're going to make mistakes. You're going to fail. And that's the learning experience. You get stronger. And not you even get... that, man. I mean, I remember when we uh, worked at Galaxy Towers, East Gartenberg, that hellhole. Uh, you know, I was, I, was, um, I was the first one who judged you and made fun of you. And, and I feel so guilty because you're an amazing fucking person. You're an amazing fucking person, and you have an amazing fucking talent. I will say this. I didn't take it too personally because you were friends with my brother-in-law, who, let's face it, we both know. Two-tone. <laughs> I love you, two-tone. Yeah, we know, you know who he is, so it's like, okay, obviously, oh, you know, this is the type of person he would know, which I've known people like that in my life. But, yeah. you know, knowing you, who you are, and working with you, and obviously being friends with you, it's like, okay. Again, more to meets the eye type of thing, so... But I got you. yeah, so at that point, if there's anything to leave on folks, I mean, you know, you, you, you just, you know, as, as anything, just go for it. You're not going to know unless you go for it. Exactly. So I'm going to go so, for this question right now. Go. So your family, it, it's into mixed martial arts. Yes. I've known you for quite some time now, years already. Do you know martial arts? Not to the degree that one would think. It would probably be just enough to maybe defend myself because it's been so many years. But let's just say when I was doing it, I really didn't strive to really want to do it. I did it just to try to be active and be with family. But when it came to martial arts, and again, it's, it's just because I didn't know what to expect. I always had this thing of like, oh my God, what if I get hit? How do I react when I get hit? Whereas like at this point, I have been hit before. And it's like, okay, it's going to happen. It's going to hurt. You just got to stand up and take it. But, you know, the fact that it's like, oh, but, you know, what if I, what if I suck? What if I can defend myself? But generally speaking, um, if I had the means and the time and the money, I would love to pursue it again. And this time really be committed to it. Uh, just because from watching so much different things from like martial arts day documentaries or even like as much UFC as me and say my sisters watch or yeah. even the movies we see it's like wow there's like so many different styles there's so many different things you can do um I think the one that always was something that you know was generally a lot of fun to really learn about was jujitsu and I think one that I've always actually been fascinated with was Krav Maga which is essentially counterattack, if I'm not mistaken so, it's great because those are two uh, marsh, mixed martial arts that I, I want to learn. I just don't, I get, I just can't afford it. It's gotten uh, overly popular. Popular that everybody's it, fucking doing it. It's too. It's gone commercial, which is like you know, it's hard to find one that it's like more smaller based where you can you know be more into where instead of like say the Taekwondo stuff, which I did as a kid. It's like, yeah, they run to school, they try to learn them. It's like the belt system, whereas the, the, the martial arts that, you know, I did with family was, which, you know, they have their own studio still. They always wanted to focus on the individual person and earning, you know, your belt levels. Like, I think I recall when my oldest sister and my dad earned their black belts, the sensei always made the fact, like, you know, you got these ones, now you just have to 
keep them. Like you got to keep fighting for them, keep training yourself. Yeah, it's, it's like uh, ongoing education. Yep, and it never stops. So that's awesome, man. Yeah, I mean, like I said, it's just uh, you know, right now it's always like money and just timing because you know that takes commitment and whatnot. But definitely would love to just get back into that. Everything's fucking money nowadays, bro. Everything. Yep. Yep. Everything. Yep. And fucking, it's not even worth the money. <laughs> you know, spent you, you, you like like the rent has drastically gone up. <laughs> and That's... when you when you come to see where you're living at, it's like a shithole. It's fucked up. Yeah, trust me, things are just as bad as they were originally going to be from the last several years. <laughs> So are you going to invest in like HBO Mask, um, Max, Max, am I saying right? HBO? Most, yes, HBO Max, most likely because I have someone who's willing to go 50-50 on me with it because I already pay for Netflix. Someone I know has the Disney Plus. I know somebody else who gives us access to Hulu. And yes, HBO Max is something I'm going to invest in, especially with what they recently announced well, at, the time of the, at the time of the recording. <laughs> what, what, what was, uh, was it Wonder Woman? Uh, well, the recent news was there the studio slate of movies that they originally were going to push for 2021, and they're going to do a we're going to release it on HBO Max. But if you have the option, you can go to the theaters and watch it as well, depending on how theaters are and COVID restrictions and whatever. So it's like, okay, so we have the option if we want to watch it on there. We'll see because right now I think HBO Max has it's just its primary library of things that they have, which is like, say, they have so, a very good library, I'll tell you that much. Yeah, I mean, there, I mean, obviously a lot of the stuff that Warner Brothers, HBO Max owns is DC Comics. So a lot of the DC, if not almost all the DC stuff is on there. And yeah, then, I, I, I got, um, I subscribed for a small time for um, DC Universe. Not a lot of shit. Waste of money. Yeah, I think, I think John, the podcasting partner, he, you know, he actually had that for a while and, you know, he... He was primarily looking at the animated stuff. He was like, well, Titans yeah. was this and then Swamp Thing or whatever. But it's like, all right, well, we'll wait until HBO Max because they think that was its own thing. But then not even, they... I think like Swamp Thing, they moved it to like regular television. Oh, okay. So to um, CW as a regular show. And like Got canceled I read something one. or I saw something that it actually killed, killed the ratings. Like it went, it went high. Yeah. So, but then they wound up canceling it. So. And it was a good show. Good. It, was, it was very like horror, dramatic. It was a good show. Well, I'll say this: the guy who did the Conjuring movies and Aquaman, he was the force, like a creative force behind it. So that makes sense as to why it was able to do what it did. Yeah. Um, so. And then Disney Plus. Uh, I mean, they they uh, got me because they bought um, Fox 20th Century, which has a lot of fucking good movies. Yeah. You know, a lot because when you when they first came out, I'm here like waiting for the for the Falcon and the Winter Soldier and yeah. Hawkeye and all these fucking shows and, and it come with Jack. <laughs> well, uh, yeah, I mean, I do remember the whole thing of like, you know, Disney was going to do all this and that they oh one reason they bought 20th Century was to get their Marvel characters back and so they could do all my possibilities and. If they wanted to do things like Deadpool, which last I heard, yes, they are going to go full with Deadpool yeah, 3. I'm glad, I, I, I'm glad they didn't fuck that up. Well, I'm assuming, hopefully I'm wrong, is that they're trying to, you know, Ryan Reynolds has always been a big 
person in the creative side of the two movies so far. So they, I don't want to believe it. Maybe they're going to try to say, look, look, we're going to let you continue to be creative force. We just have a couple of <clears throat> stipulations. So, but you know, it doesn't work that way. You can't, you can't create, you can't create Deadpool without a radar. I just, it, it's in. Yeah. And it's, and again, that's one, because I think they had like another Disney, I think had a label for like their films that were that, but now that they got Fox, it's like, okay, well, it's now 20th century studios. It's not Fox anymore because Fox is owned by a whole other thing. So it's either it's 20th century studios. So they can now say, okay, well, we're going to do the R-rated stuff. And hey, here's Deadpool. And here's, say, if yeah. we do Daredevil again, here's Daredevil again. Or, Which they're trying to save, and I hope they they um, they succeed, because Charlie Cox is the man. Yep. I mean, kind of jumping into it, I, did, I, I really want the rumor to be revealed that when the whole thing with the next Spider-Man film comes into play, maybe they could bring his character in as a lawyer or a type that tries to help Peter get through the whole fallout of his you know identity being revealed. But you know, again, rumors and all this talk is like, come on, just give us fans a little something, man. Just yeah, man. Um, I don't know. I don't know. Um, I just, I don't fucking, I'm still waiting for fucking uh, Zack Snyder, uh, Justice League cut. Yes, yes. I mean, give me what I want. Give me what I want. Don't give me no BS. Give me what I want. Well, again, hopefully, because I don't know how much more they have to do at the time we got this done, but hopefully, because yeah, it definitely is going to be in 2021. And you know it's it's gonna be his version, and going forward, you know we. I, I've read I've read something that they're they're thinking about making like a like a series, like limited series, like at least for the Ben Affleck's Batman. Yeah, I think I think for that, I think for what because I know they're still gonna do the you know the Robert Pattinson Batman movie movie. That's fine. It's totally badass. Yeah. So, and I think with with that, it might give everybody more free reign to kind of do the stuff they want to do that they will be limited to do if they release it in the conventional theater. So mm-hmm. that would be fine. We just got to make sure like, okay, Snyder, do not disappoint. Like, I think between 300, um, Dawn of the Dead and Watchmen, he did have his own director's cut versions. Oh, and Sucker Punch. And mm-hmm. those were always superior than the original cut. So if this is how Snyder does his thing, it's a superior cut. Then of course, hopefully, we'll be getting more. I mean, I think I, 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 me personally, I think they should do that like uh, Justice League, like a mini series, uh, HBO Max uh, exclusive, because he wants to do, he wants to do a lot of shit. He wants to do Dark Seed. He wants to do, you know, he wants to also get that Batman touch. He also wants to get the, uh, you know, Clark, uh, Superman with the the, the black suit. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Is that's all he he likes doing a lot of deep cuts. When I meet deep cuts, it's a lot of comic book, you know. Like yeah. they, they criticize Batman versus Superman because you know uh, something about Martha. Remember that? Yeah, from what I can gather, it's like the fact that wow, they made a real emphasis on the whole the connection and like that that character flip of that like we could go on about that but it's like you know it was something he tried to make a little bit more impactful and you know again i was surprised that their names were both martha like uh, i guess i really don't pay attention like that yeah i mean kent, so, clark kent mrs kent yeah martha kent martha wayne that type of thing so and it, i'm for me i think i think that shit was genius in my opinion right because you have two you have two characters one that grew up with family uh, and you know has family values, and you have you know another one that 
has a lot of fucking money, but it has yeah. no family. Yeah. And, and they're both men that are influenced by their mother. Yeah. So, I, you know, I think that was, I think for me, I enjoyed every fucking bit of it. I'm gonna go yeah, so it would be touches of that if, if knowing Snyder, especially with the teasers we've been getting of the Snyder Cut. It's like if that comes in more prominently within the four parts of the Justice League, then yeah, I think you know fans and you know comic book aficionados will appreciate that. And did you did you see Endgame? Yes, I saw it the day it freaking came out at the first showing, with with about eight people. How did you? How hard did you cry? I <laughs> I didn't cry necessarily. I freaking was screaming at the top of my lungs over all of the massive shit. Like I could tell you. The one moment that I will always cherish is um, if you haven't seen Endgame, where the hell are you? You are missing out. You missed out. Uh, obviously, they're fighting Thanos at the at the final part, and you know they're getting their asses kicked essentially. And Thanos has Thor with the uh, um, Stormbreaker about to really get him when Mjolnir. I popped. Gets... <laughs> I, I no, I literally my reaction was, is that Cap? That has to be Cap. That has to be Cap. As soon as he throws it, and we get Cap with that homie suit. Dude, I literally jumped to my seat like, ah, yeah. I did not care. Every, like people, my, essentially the people I was looking, looking at me, it's like, I don't fucking care. I'm fucking I was fucking going I love that, man. I yeah. Love like, that. I was heartbroken um, when uh, Tony Stark died, but you know. I will add this because of the fact that I unfortunately got my younger sister into Marvel stuff. I don't know how. Because I recall we did watch stuff before. We watched Iron Man when it came out. I think we watched um, Incredible Hulk when it came out. But it was only several years, you know, like several years after that, when I think it was like basically after and um, Age of Ultron or whatever, that she really just went all in with like just learning stuff of Marvel, watching the cartoons and reading up. Her favorite superhero happens to be Hawkeye. Yeah. I, I want to say I've the Genesis. It. Yeah, well, I seen the genesis of it was because of the actor. She really likes Jeremy Renner and his take on the character, and then she invested herself in researching him. You know, he sings. He could sing his ass off. She has his music. I've heard. Yeah. His song. Yeah, which it's surprising. I'll say this: that people are like, "Oh, he's just using his actor he just to be a singer." I'm like, he was a musician before. It was one of the mm. things he did. But um, yeah, I, um, I just, I just um, the thing about that is when we would talk about that, and we knew because. I talk about movies with her a lot. She's not the movie buff I am. You know, she's, you know, I would say novice in the sense of all the stuff I tell her. It's like, listen, there's only knowing the path, knowing how movies are and knowing these characters. We were like, this only, this, the, this whole thing has to end with either Capt or Tony dying. Yes. Like that's how, that's how that, those characters you know, you know, um, if you go back, um, because I, I was watching it recently. If you go back to Ace of Ultron, there's a scene, I think, when uh, the scene after Ultron attack, when he first appeared in the beginning, yeah, yeah, that Tony Stark is basically like, that's the end game. You know, I was up there, that's the end game. And I was like, fuck, because now the last movie is titled The End Game. A little, little side note, I don't know if anyone know about this, but um, the Black Panther song, All the Stars, the they had to rewrite a lyric because of the fact they mentioned Endgame, and they're like, no, no, take that out, find something else, because that's going to spoil it, but it's funny, because because of something like that, everyone speculated that's going to be the, the title of the final film, Endgame, so. 
Well, I, I, at first I was skeptical. I was very skeptical because they were like, they were going to break it in, in, in two parts, the ending, which is like infinity wars and then end game. Yeah. End game. And I was happy because they, they did the first one and it crushed you. Like, like some part of me and, and the superhero fan shit. I like, I was like the press of the whole fucking year. I will say they this. made you. They 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 made you. They need like they made you feel like you needed. To, I need to go see. I need because I can't. Like I don't think nobody ever like after Endgame came out. I don't think people actually watch War, uh, uh, Infinity Wars because it's heartbreaking. Well, well, just to just to say, just to jump in, the fact is they 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 mentioned that it was like it was leaked out. It was going to be two parts, and people were like, oh, now we got to do this. We don't really want to do two parts because I think before then. Uh, one of the only two parts, and I'm only bringing this loosely because I remember it. No, it was Harry Potter, and they justified that saying they didn't want to cut out a lot of the stuff from, obviously, the books. And, you know, people movies who did that were basically like, you know, oh, well, we want to get more for our book and keep people coming back. Whereas the same thing with Infinity War and Endgame, they had an idea or story set of what they wanted to tell, so they figured, okay, we're going to end it here, and then we're going to do this. Now, I will say this about Infinity War, because... If you look at that, that was revolutionary because that basically was Thanos winning. When was the last time we had a superhero film where the villain actually won? It was essentially Thanos' movie. We had the Avengers, we had the Guardians, we had everybody. It was a play. fucking build up. It was about time he had his movie. It was a build up throughout the years. Pretty much. And again, we got who Thanos was, why he was doing this, like what made him the actual intimidating threat that they built him up towards. So. You know, you I, I have this shirt of Thanos, and like, uh, and I'm only saying this because my wife, um, oh my wife asked me, and I'm like, I think everybody has a Thanos inside of them. At this point, it's, it's I don't think it's, he's wrong. I, I don't think he was wrong for what he was, um, snap, you know. Okay, so, well, you finish your point because I got my point with that, so go ahead. Yeah. All right, well, to look at it like that is the fact that he, if you remember from the reason in Infinity War, his planet was overpopulation, and he realized, you know, this could happen across the universes, and you know what? I'm the only one who can do what has to be done, and he was that type of person that was like, you know what? I will do what I have to do. I will kill who I have to kill, I will, you know, conquer whatever I have to conquer, but this has to be done to maintain the balance. So he had a philosophy, he had an ideal. That's what made him the villain he was. He wasn't just like, oh, I'm evil because I want to conquer things, this, this, and that. It was rooted in a philosophy and an ideology that was like, you know, this is how balance and order all around has to be maintained. So that being said, yes, people can have those type of things where it's like, you know, they see things as one way, but it might not mesh with everyone else's mm. other way. It's how we are as humans. It's how we are as people. You know, we try to see things good, but then we tend to think about the other side of like, well, what if it was like this or what if it was like that? Mm. So yeah, I think there's, that's, always, there's always two points of views. I mean, yep. Josh, so, is it Josh Brolin? You want to say his name yeah, right? That Josh Brolin, the actor. Yes. He did. A, he did an amazing job. Just building up Thanos because remember you only saw clips at the end of the movie. Yep, you and know? then the, the little section in Guardians where he was just there. So yeah, I, I they did amazing build up. You know those 
was it Caruso Russo brothers? Yeah, Russo brothers. Amazing job. Um, yep. So I when I saw the last one, oh. uh, I was heartbroken <laughs> because oh. I'm a I'm a hard I'm a hardcore DC fan. Yeah, like you know? it's yeah. But the, the the thing is, is that when it comes to TV shows and animated movies, DC kills it. Yeah. When it comes to actually making film, Marvel. Uh, Marvel has more structural plans. You know, this is the plan from 10 years, and they stick with it. They stick with it. But Warner Brothers, these motherfuckers just care about making the loop. Okay, so let's 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 you know little discussion on that. The reason why Marvel was able to do the MCU prominently is because they only had one creative person at the forefront always, Kevin Feige. Feige did something that was not done on the level technically. I mean, you had people say like the Universal people with their monsters, and to Kevin Smith with the US universe, connecting things in that level. And he even said when people pointed out like, oh my God, he did the original cinematic universe thing. He said, no, that's what comics always did. I just followed the comics. Feige was always a comic book person and was always the main producer on all these Marvel films. So he kept the consistency, the balance and the stories pretty much as they were. Yeah, the same people, is it, that same concept DC has, but like the people who are making comic book TV shows are people comic book fans. That's why like, uh, the Flash is so praised because it's deep cuts, um, animated movies as well. But when it comes to movies, yeah, they, yeah, because if you recall, um, I think maybe either Tim Burton or, or Zack Snyder, I think, are the two people that have actually done comic movies uh, in this DC side. In my opinion, that actually have been comic book fans. Uh, I will reiterate. And I, could, and I, and I could be wrong. I'm yeah, open yeah, well, to be okay. wrong. Okay, yeah, because I think, yes, there's a consensus because their films have been stronger suited, whereas for fanboys out there, if any fanboys sitting out, Nolan, not necessarily a comic book person, always uh, said, yeah, I know, yeah. he always liked Batman and the Dark Knight movies, always are, you know, some of the greatest movies you can argue or debate, but he always made them what they were, which were crime thriller films. So he wanted to keep yes. them grounded. And that's, but that's what I, you know, that's what I love about fucking Batman. He's the fucking greatest detective. Yeah. A any so. true fan, any true fan knows that. Yeah. But when it comes to, that's why I, as being a comic book fan, of being a Batman fan, I was very skeptical when, like, I wanted to see a Justice League. But how did I want to see the Justice League? Because... Like, if you look at the uh, Justice movie, when, you know, they throw kind of shade at um, Batman. It's like, he's a guy. You, you're saying all this, this mythological shit, and he's just a guy. He's just a man. Yeah, like, compared to everybody else who has the powers, what, well, again, this was Whedon who kind of did the cuts and whatnot. It's like, what made, what you had to present it as, like, why was essentially Batman supposed to be the de facto leader of the metahumans in that in that film, why was why would they listen to him? Mm -hmm. It's like, yeah, he's a detective, but he's, he could have been a strategist. He could have been the one with the means to assemble and get all these together. So that's what it should have happened. 
it failed. So hopefully Snyder manages to retcon that. By well, they're also trying to they also try to make him more like there's a scene where he's taking off his his armor and he his back is all bruised and then Wonder Woman comes in. They try to made it make him more like oh you get what I'm saying, and he's not like yeah. that. He's not nah. like that. We, we, we were technically, and I say this because it's like, you know, it's a point that they tried to get across mm-hmm. with Affleck playing it. This was supposed to be the older, like, The Dark Knight Returns Batman, where it's like he was past his prime. But it's like, like they, they, they did that, but it's like, but if you're going to... That, gonna that have, scene was unnecessary. Like, yeah. I got, I, and I don't mean to cut you off. No, no, no. That, that scene was unnecessary because if you look at Frank Miller's uh, Dark Knight, he's like a, he's like a 60-year-old man that's just looking for a thrill. He's been retired yeah. for fucking 10 plus years, fucking boring. And it's just driving him crazy. He needs that. He needs that just one more time. Yeah. One, there's, you know, like Tyson recently in his fight. I need one more time. Let's go. Let's go. Yeah, exactly. And, and it's more grittier. It, it's, it's poetic justice in a sense. And, and Batman versus Superman, Superman, you got that. Now this Justice League cut, no, nah, they try to. I, I, I like the, 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 the humor, the funny. I like that because Batman can be funny. Yeah. Now, when you're trying to make him more humane and, and oh, like, no. Batman yeah. will fucking cross you in an instant. We've seen it throughout the comic books. Yeah. So, um, and again, just going back to what we were just said when it came to Burton and Snyder. Burton never really was a comic book person. He just took it because he needed, he, he was kind of the one they approached. Like, mm-hmm. that, that's just being subjective. And I do remember that because Kevin Smith and Burton kind of had their feud. I don't know if it's still there. I guess they don't but care anymore. Ke- was it Kevin Smith wasn't, I don't think it was, I think it was Superman. Because this is like a documentary that came out. Is it Superman Lives, but they wanted uh, Nicolas Cage? Yeah, but it's, uh, but the, but just not to cut you off, but the point I'm making is the fact that I think during one of his like speaking engagements, he was talking about like, oh, I want to write a book. And the fact is, is that um, because I think in that speaking engagement, there was like accusations that uh, Burton lifted from Smith. And it's like uh, Burton made a comment that was like, I would never read a comic book or something in regards even from something from Kevin Smith. And it's like, okay, I guess we know where Burton's attitude hits towards that stuff because, you know, Burton has a certain style and a certain film he made. So that's where I'm like, yeah. okay, so I think he respects the medium or the realm of comics enough that he'll give the best I think I think they just gave it to him because he's like, he has, if you look, I don't know now, but Tim Burton is like very dark. Yeah. He's very, that, um, yeah. Gothic. There was that, that's home. That's home was yeah. perfect for the one for Batman. Yeah. And, if you see Batman Returns with um, Michelle Pfeiffer, that is a Burton film where it's very, very morbid and dark. So that's a Burton version, whereas the first one, that was like Burton on restraint. So, yeah, and like they've been, I think it received a lot of backlash because uh, they talked about abortion, which is the penguin being a, uh, some, type, they, they, uh, some type of abortion. Uh, the penguin. Uh, well, no, but I, I, all I remember is like the parents were snotty, richy bastards, and they basically created an abomination of a kid, and they yeah. just abandoned him to the penguins. So I'm like thinking, uh, hey, I mean, it's been so long since I've seen yeah, that. Yeah, it, it was know. something. It was something like that. I, I read in the yeah. in the media. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, but, but um, um, I would say like when it comes I mean, to it's Warner Brothers, than Clooney's Batman, right? 
okay, we can laugh at that now because that definitely was studio interference in general. They had to sell toys. It was the director wanting to kind of just go as bombastic as possible. Yeah. I mean, that's how you have to look at that. But again, because I recall that they wanted to do what Feige was trying to do with Green Lantern with Brian Rounds, I figured that would be the launching pad and people were more into the Dark Knight style than the campy nature with what they did with Green Lantern, which ironically enough, was produced by the people who is doing Flash and uh, Legends of Tomorrow and whatnot. Like, their style was better suited for the TV sense. Like, it could have probably worked, but people wanted Dark Knight. They wanted that greenness there. So they weren't really up for that. And I think even then, um, Reynolds, people wanted Reynolds from Deadpool more than Hal Jordan. Yeah, he wasn't a really good... Even though I've read... Yeah, I mean, I read now that... Yeah, go ahead. But it's it's difficult because... There's different, you look at the comic books, there's different, there's different types of Hal Gordon. You got like, if you look at the Adam, uh, animation movie War, Justice League War, yeah. like Hal, Hal Gordon is like a funny, flirty, you know, Ryan Reynolds. But then you look at the comic books, um, the series, uh, when they, they battle... I forgot the name. The black uh green la- the the black lanterns. Yeah. Uh he's more serious, more leader, more like we gotta get this done type of shit. You know, so it's like you gotta present this one. I'd rather I'd rather then break the barriers with uh John Stewart, which is like military. Yes. Is, he's he's always one, you know. So um just just to kind of jump into the whole thing of that because you know that's one thing that i often discuss you know with you know with john and my sister when it comes to like the the, the behind the scenes stuff from what i personally would think when it comes to movies like that it's like yeah um you know reynolds i think that there were other people approached and they figured well he him his personality people like he could probably bring something to this and john stewart has been always a fan favorite which i think when they do the next green lantern core it's going to be him and jordan so it's like that's a chance it's just with the way things were back then. It was like, okay, um, how do we go about this? Because let's just jump you into... Know, but how... But not to interrupt you, but Green Lantern sucked. Not because of... Um, Reynolds. Ryan Reynolds. Yeah, that it's was just because, like... like they... Let's say they, they tried to be like a Marvel film from what it was presented, but it just didn't mesh like with what they were trying to do. Yeah. Let's just say... They, yeah, they so. did a... They, they did a... They did a first, second, uh, Fantastic Four. First, second, Fantastic Four. Oh, okay. So I was trying to think of like, okay, I think I know where you're going with that. Because before, before uh, Captain America became Captain America. Yes. It was Johnny Storm. Yep, yep. Or Johnny I, Blaze. I have Blaze. no idea. No. Anyways, moving on. Because <laughs> I, I think at this point, anyone who knows, who knows. So. Uh, yeah, man. I mean, at this point, we're getting all this, this renaissance where we can now take these films seriously and whatnot. And I think when it came to Warner Brothers, they were just more focused on just doing that because they figured, okay, we will do that. And then, oh, now we got Man of Steel and then we can do what they do. And then obviously with Justice League, it's all about we got to do catch up. It's like, that's not how it works. And now you look at Justice League and like, yeah, there's your failed expensive experiment. Right now. If, if I'll tell you this much, if they would have stop playing catch up and done you know be patient and 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 run the course they'll probably probably would end up making more movies 
more storyline, right? And uh, probably a long, more longevity than the 10 years Marvel's had. Even so, you look at like the, at least with the first Avengers and what they were able to do. I mean, you had from like, say, they released Iron Man 2008 to the Avengers in 2012, you know, with the way Feige was able to coordinate and make sure the productions all ran smoothly. You had all those films lead with those characters and hint at the bigger picture with Avengers. If they kind of saw, okay, well, you know, at least we have Batman, Superman, the, 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 the tease with Wonder Woman, then, hey, maybe Aquaman, and maybe we can tease the Flash a bit. And then if we could try to fit in Cyborg, then yeah, and then we can yeah, the big cyborg movie was supposed to come out a long time ago, and the Flash and nothing. It's well, like, I, it, their inconsistency is where you know it's what's killing them. Well, like I said, hopefully they you know from what we know, especially with what we're gonna hopefully get with Snyder, and then obviously uh, how that's gonna move forward. I mean, it's just we got to see what their plan is because that was another thing. It was never one central person like Kevin Feige. It was always a combination of different people. Like Snyder was supposed to be the main one, but then. They decided to put other people involved and now they have other people involved. So it's like, it's just changing heads about who's running the show. So there isn't, as, as people said, there's no real Kevin Feige. It's always a committee, but it's like everyone's battling for, I guess, control of like what should be the best course when it's like, you know, you should have a plan at least as to what should be done. Yeah. Uh, I forgot the guy's name. He's the head of like, um, comic book publishing or something like that in DC? Uh, I'm, I'll, uh, uh, what, he was involved with the movies or just... Like in the new, no, none of the movies, in the new oh. comic book. That's okay, yeah, yeah, yeah. Recently, yeah. I can't, it was a while back, but somebody like him, and they need somebody like him that knows comics, but also has background experience with film. I don't think I don't think um, um, Snyder, if anything, he'll be like the vice president. I don't think he should have full extent of that because at the end of the day, this is a business. Yes. You uh, you know, if my son was fifteen, yeah, I'll get him to you know some gritty ass Batman. But you you know you're also trying to sell. Yeah. You're trying to market. And if they're going to do like a rated R shit, like a whole playing field plan out within the years and whatnot, rated R, sign me up. But you can't go dark and light, dark and dark. This is imbalance. You see, you yeah. see, you see the whole decade of Marvel, same color. I, I will say this. Um, because there was an example of kind of the counterbalance between the dark and the light. And that was with Wonder Woman, where the light elements was when she was on her home world. And it was like Amazons and all of like them being who they were. But then when she goes into the real world, she sees how dark, decrepit and very, like very bad it was. So it's like, you can have like a balance like that, but it has to be organic and mm -hmm. fit. So or just, just be real. Marvel, uh, DC is dark. It's magic, demonic, all this shit, gods. Keep it what it is. Don't, yeah, don't I, keep it what it is. Don't make it more than what it is. Yeah, and that's why I will say, like, that's why I lean a little bit more towards DC. They managed to handle the darker things yeah. a little bit better than, you know, what we've seen from Marvel. Like, they have good like, dark stories, but 
DC JJ, handles him better. Was it JJ Abrams? Abrams, yes. He was yeah. supposed. He's he's supposedly. Last thing I read was supposed to direct the uh, Justice League Dark. Might still be in the pipeworks, if I'm not mistaken. But as if anything, they're probably just working on script and pre-production with COVID and all that. So that's the last yeah. I heard too. But it's 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 all about money, man. Because they did the the Birds of Prey. Yeah. First it was a Birds of Prey. Then it was Harley Quinn and the 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 birds. That movie was okay, okay. ass. Well, okay, so it was Birds of Prey or the uh, Fabulous Emancipation of One Harley Quinn. But to, they, because I wasn't doing well, they said, "Oh, Harley Quinn, Birds of Prey." Yeah, with that, that was you know them trying to give the Harley Quinn spinoff, and people were like, "Well, I think what people wanted was Gotham City Sirens with her, Catwoman, and Poison Ivy." But I figured, well, let's focus on Harley now before we find our definitive ones. That was, well, from what I read, that was kind of their safe bet in the sense of something because around the same time, Shoker was there. And they're like, well, that's kind of the one where we're taking the risk. And look what happens. What was the more successful film? Which I will, and which I will say, uh, it's a bit of a flex, but you could see my silhouette at the end because I actually was an extra on one of the night shoots. Nice. Yeah, I posted on my Instagram, and I, I I do like this weird hand motion just to kind of make myself stand out. But I was like, oh, my God, you could see my hair, and I was wearing that. But, yeah, no, that was definitely an experience right there. The fact that I managed to get in one of the night shoots in Newark because they shot two nights in Jersey City and about three nights or two nights in Newark. So Yeah, I remember that. I remember talking to you about that. Yep. So, um, but in regards to what you said when it comes to a business, yes, regardless, movies are a business. It's just the fact, like, okay – and what was it i think i think it was the fact that people are often wondering like you know oh you know why is it that marvel the way it is or how come these movies are the way they are well at the end of the day of making a movie should be uh, a combination of art and business try to do something new and inventive but make people come to watch your stuff and say yeah, you know what you know what i want a batman movie that they don't um fuck his house up Every, they fuck his house up. They find out who's his, who, who's his identity. And every fucking movie, they fucking tend to do that. Well, I mean, wouldn't you think with the new one? Because from what all it appears to be, that's like going to be a detective movie in the style of that movie 7 with Brad Pitt and Morgan Freeman. That's what I love about the fucking movie. Not just he's kicking ass. He's, he's, it's, it's Batman at his best. Yeah, it's, he's, 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 he's year two, if I'm not mistaken. Yeah, yeah, early 20s, still not full capable. He's enraged, you know? Yep. And Detective, the way they, that, that trailer which was, like, usually the trailers have nothing to do with the one when you go to see the fucking movie. Yeah. I don't, I don't know if you realize that sometimes. Sometimes. There will be stuff that is from the trailers in the films, but... You have to remember, they were filming this right before COVID hit, and then mm. they had to put together something with what footage they had. Mm. So um, they, that, that scene, they're breaking him in, and everybody's looking at him, and he's detective. Yeah. It's, it's, that's what the fuck I love. I think they're trying to they, – they're going to do – the story was the long Halloween or something like that. Took inspiration from that. The main storyline is him hunting the Riddler, who's a serial killer in this film. And taking on the penguin, who is, you know, the mobster that he is. Yeah, which is him in the beginning. Yep. Right. Um, yep. And it's fascinating because this is this is Batman. Batman is not 
<clears throat> throughout the years or these past years, they may see Batman as this, this fucking guy who just beats people up. I mean, he is that. I'm not gonna lie, but his he is he got famous in DC. Uh, was created Detective Comics. Yep, is because of this gentleman here. Yep, Detective. And if you, if anyone has played, let's say the Arkham games, a lot of the gameplay is detective work. So they implemented that there, and I think there's like maybe a handful of occasions in yeah. the movies. That's why. That's why the games are so good. Yeah. So that's why yeah. you, you know, you're figuring it out, and it takes you quite some time to fucking figure it out. Yeah. So you know they. Knowing the director and how he's been pushing the fact that this is going to be the detective movie, it's like, yes, now we have audiences of people who want to see that. Like, again, we had come from people just wanting to see superheroes fly or superheroes kick ass and the popular character. No, they want more in depth. They want, they, people want to kind of be a little bit challenged and to really be invested in that level. Yeah, definitely. And that's what, uh, I'm not going to lie, I wasn't a big fan of, uh, Patterson, uh, what's his name, Robert Patterson? Patterson? Yeah. Because of Twilight, I, I was never a big fan. But then I started watching like uh, Elef- Water for Elephants. And yeah. And he did this movie, uh, City of Z. Yes. Oh, uh, with the uh-huh. guy from Sons of Anarchy, Charlie something. Hottam, yeah. Uh, and these other like artsy movies. He's a fucking, he's a really good actor. And that is kind of like, obviously, the detractors are like, well, he did Twilight. Like, yeah, he did Twilight. Have you seen the actual other work where he shows that he's an actor? When he was announced, my only thing was, what is the angle they're going to do as Batman? And what is going to be the tone? Because that is going to have to utilize his acting ability. So it's kind of the same thing with Ben Affleck. Is like, yeah, they killed, was, they killed, uh, he, you know, he wasn't bad in Daredevil. But it's like it, it just didn't seem the like movie. That he, like you had dancing at one point, right? Uh, all I remember about the dancing was he was dancing with Jennifer Garner in a ball or some shit. Yeah, like why? No, no. There's this episode. There's this scene. He's walk. They're in the park. Oh, the fight, the fight thing. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That was a fight. That was like they were dancing. Mm-hmm. Well, it was like the whole like, oh well, they're both martial artists, so they're gonna try to one up each other. Like it was like, oh, yeah, shit. I, I, hey, let's see. He, the director, did that movie, and then he did the first Ghost Rider. I think it shows like you know that man really didn't know what to do. Well, it was still they were still in in the trying stages. Yeah, it was like basically because you figured Daredevil was supposed to be the more hardened of the D, of the Marvel characters. But, you know, again, they try to, you know, do a little bit of this, a little bit of that, try to piece this, try to piece this. So it's like, they, they didn't know. They, that was like the trying to figure out what to do. So, but. Yeah. Anyways. Um, but Batman, when, listen, when I, when Snyder first posted that suit, like the Brodick suit um, with um, Ben Affleck, I was sold because I am, I am such a fan of Frank Miller's Batman. Yeah. Like. It's him, then it's uh, Jason Todd, Red Hood, yes. and then Batman animated series. Yep. That's, so. that's you know, that's my um, uh, my order. You hmm. get what I'm saying? And yeah. he had me. He had me at, at, at buffed. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, so. Um, 
Yeah, man, it's, uh, we've been out for a while, right? Yeah, we kind of went from, you know, obviously talking about the stuff and then saying, like, look, when it comes to the stuff of being inspired by, here's an example. The fact that something as long, as long as it being comic books is creative and inspiring enough for people like me and Dio to say, like, look, they, things like this happen because people were inspired. They were creative. And it drives us to want to do something of that nature in any form, like with, say, like the T-shirt business or the podcast, the fact that we could talk about stuff like this. Yeah. That is I think it's you- a, it's it's healthy. You know, yep. it's healthy to have a conversation in which two party have, they have, and they're willing to hear, you know, they're willing to not be wrong or right, but also willing to hear what the other person, you know, has to say. Yeah. And if, if there is like a, any type of disagreement or anything you want to yeah. talk about it, talk about it ethically. Don't be screaming yeah. like, or just say, all right, educate yeah. me. Why am I wrong? Exactly. And as you educate me, I'm doing my part to understand your point of view. Yeah. So and if you can, be, hey, agree to disagree, you know, I mean, exactly. You know, just don't be, don't be snarling saying, well, you're wrong. Cause this isn't, it's like, cut that. That's yeah. not how, that's not how actual people roll. If you want to be that way, take it somewhere else. Yeah. Yep. So, so, where can where can uh, we find you? Uh, well, on, well, my main <laughs> Instagram unfortunately is private because I got too many people that I don't like who want to freaking do things. I'll get more to that off channel. Right. But uh, going forward, let me try to let me just pull up what the the things are for the two Instagram accounts that I have. One is for the Movie Confessions podcast, and the other one. As of time, hopefully we'll have more detail to it, which is the Dark Mind page. Uh, the Movie Confessions podcast is movie two underscore lines confessions on Instagram. And as for Dark Mind, it is all just because it was the first thing I, I, I had as a, as a title, Dark Mind Entertainment. It is only just a random backdrop or something, but hopefully by the time you know this comes up and things start moving, you'll see the official logo that I've been coaxing my mom who is an artist to draw for me i've been asking her dudes for years and now she's like okay i'll draw for you yeah so she's drawing a custom thing for me you will see it by then but it is dark mind entertainment that is the right. page. dark so, mind entertainment on instagram and facebook well uh instagram well dark mind uh dark mind entertainment on instagram yes facebook i gotta double check because i don't know if i changed something else but uh, well, by, the time put- by the time this comes out uh, in the edited section on yeah. YouTube, uh, I should have the full information. I'll put it right below, and yep. people can check you out. Um, yep, and, then, and as always, we'll do our best to cross uh, market because, let's face it, this is good stuff we talked about, and I'm pretty sure yes. more good stuff from his other – well, yes, he says one. I'm pretty sure he'll bring more people on, and they'll yes, talk. talk yes. So. Well, Ben, thank you for joining us today. Uh, This has been another episode of Dio Talk. I'm Dio, and we'll talk to you later. Have a good night, guys. Good night, everyone. Yes.